Hi, everyone. Welcome to Youth Political Talk. I'm your host, Ashley Priori, and we are so excited to have Abby Rick and Marks here today. Um, she is doing amazing things, and I'm so excited to chat with her about it. She's a student at Fox Chapel and the, the program coordinator for education, not discrimination. So thanks so much for joining us, Abby. Yeah, happy to be here. Hey, so tell us a bit about you and, and sort of what education, not discrimination is and, and how you got into all of this work. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, there's so much. I feel like I've, I've had conversations with people where they're like, what's the one moment that it was kind of just like an aha moment, like you knew you wanted to, to, to be an activist, deal with all this. And it's like, well, I don't, I don't know. Um, I think that part of it is it's, you experience these things every day to the point that like, you can't just pin, pinpoint one moment. Um, I am white. Um, and, and in that aspect, you know, I'm very privileged. I'm from an upper, upper middle class household. Like there are so many things that I recognize that I have that privilege. Um, and then at the same time, I am queer and Jewish and a female. So I feel like that on, on both sides of the spectrum, I kind of stand. And that's nice in the way that I can then uplift the voices of others who maybe don't have those privileges. Um, but at the same time, I'm able to, to recognize that there are issues. So I think that that's kind of where that all took root. Um, I initially started with mental health issues. Um, I, I've struggled with anxiety and depression. Um, and again, I'm very privileged. I've gotten the help that I needed. Um, and for that reason, you know, I'm, I'm so much better and I, I feel the need to, to share that information with other people. So from there, I've decided to, you know, not only focus on mental health, um, but also focus on all, all different types of discrimination. Um, and so on October 24th of this year, um, I hosted a symposium in which we had 20 plus speakers, 100 students registered from 35 different schools, um, which is really, really wonderful. And we together kind of talked about discrimination in our education systems, in our schools independently. Um, yeah, and there, there was enough student interest from that symposium to kick off an initiative um, dealing with education and not discrimination. So the hope is to not only have that in Southwest Pennsylvania, because we have that across nine counties now, um, but to, to to establish it in Pennsylvania as a whole, um, this way we can actually take it to the, the government level. That's incredible. And I mean, the fact that, you know, we're already spreading it across, across Pennsylvania. Um, in your experiences, what is it like being a young advocate, you know, advocate and doing all of this amazing work? Um, there's definitely people out there who do not believe that young people should have leadership positions. Uh, so what are your experience been like, you know, in this in this world? So, I mean, it's one of those things that I've grown up, you know, like when I started getting active in politics, you know, Donald Trump has been our president. And I was thinking about it, you know, with the, with the election coming up, like for the past four years. So since I've been 13, um, Donald Trump has been my president. And I remember having like this flashball moment of sitting where I am now and just seeing the results. And I think that has really made me progress about how far I've come as an activist. Um, and in terms of having those people in my life then, you know, from, from that level, it's terrifying. Um, and I think that many can attest to that. I'm lucky to have such supportive adults in my life um, who, who truly agree with what I'm doing. Um, and, you know, regardless, uh, if they're adults, if they're students, whoever they are, like they're always, there's always going to be opposition. Um, but I'm lucky enough to have adults, whether it be, you know, my parents, whether it be other adults in my family, um, my school, who are very supportive in all the endeavors that I do. 
um, which I think is really nice because I think that that's one thing that scares youth activists um, is the thought that, oh, you know, I'm only however old, there's no way I can face all this by myself. Um, but knowing that not only do you have students to back you up, which I think is the most important, you know, uh, having friends, having peers that really agree with what you're doing, um, but also just having those adults in your life that provide unconditional support is ne really necessary. Absolutely. And looking at the, the political scene right now, I mean, we know recently Judge Barrett's nomination, um, the election tomorrow. Um, what are some of the things that are fueling you and, and, and young people in general? I mean, why is this election so important? Oh, I feel like it's one of those things that like everyone's super worried about the election. And I am too, don't get me wrong. But at this point, it's like there's such anxiety that it's it's almost shut down. Um, and, and since um, Amy, Amy Barrett or Amy Coney Barrett, um, it's one of those things that like that was one of the first moments I was like, she's trying to make it so women don't have like rights to abortions and birth control and, and all sorts of things and just general health care. Um, and the fact that she's trying to overturn, you know, gay marriage, like at least for me, you know, both being queer and being female, like that's terrifying. And so I think that people focus so much on this election, which of course is incredibly important, um, but they don't recognize some of the things that are going on, whether it be local, whether it be federal um, in the Supreme Court. And so I think that there's such a buildup of all these other issues and the fact that like Republicans are in such control um, and the fact that like, even if Joe Biden is elected, we have to look at, you know, senators and, and all of that. Um, I am terrified. It, it's one of those things that like the thought of losing human rights is incredibly scary. Um, yeah, I, it's, I don't know, for me, like, because this is how I've grown up, you know, I, I grew up with Obama being president. Um, and to me, having a black man be a president is nothing that, you know, it's not different. Um, and it's kind of what's this how society was shaped. Um, and then from there, you know, there was Trump. Um, and so it's, it's been a very interesting time to grow up. Um, I don't know, I feel like there's, there's so much I could say about this. Um, but it's all stemming to the point of like, I don't know what's gonna happen. Like there, there are so many rights that have already been taken away the past four years. Um, and I think that that's something that people are looking to the future um, and not necessarily remembering all the things that have happened in the past. Absolutely, I mean, that, that, that's a great way to, way to put it. And I think too, I mean, everyone's been so divided. I think we forget what it's like to have some type of unity again. And, and that is, is hard. Um, Going into, you know, what young people can do, since there's so much agency and when we think about the issues that matter, climate change, healthcare, economic reform, um, women's rights, LGBTQ plus rights, um, what can young people do to really um, make sure that our democracy stays sane? Uh, in your opinion, what are some of the things that, you know, advice that you might give young people who, who really want to make an impact, no matter what happens, um, on election day? Yeah, um, I think it's very difficult because young, you know, young people are always like, oh, when I grow up, I'm gonna, you know, do whatever and I'm gonna fight for justice and all of this. Um, but they forget that, you know, they can still, maybe they don't necessarily forget, but they are disillusioned and don't believe that they can do anything right now. And I think that that's very difficult um, to grow up in a, in a way that you believe that you can't make a difference. Um, 
I think that everyone can make a difference. You know, we're all very passionate about different things. When I had the symposium, we talked about nine different forms of discrimination, um, all, all stemming within education reform, um, but dealing with nine broader forms of discrimination. And, you know, people were much more passionate doing it that way rather than just focusing on one specific thing. Um, some people super passionate about women's rights um, and other people super, super important to them is accessibility rights, you know, and that can all fall within the, the education reform area. Um, but I think that it's important to find what you're passionate about because in no way should you be forced to do something because then your work is just subpar. Um, there, there are so many opportunities, um, at least within Pittsburgh, it's really nice. Um, I've noticed how many opportunities there are. Um, part of it, like I said, I'm very privileged. And so I've been able to find those opportunities very quickly. Um, but there are, there are so many opportunities. It's just a matter of finding them. And, it, you know, if you can't find an opportunity that you like, then make your own. Um, there are tons of people out there that are more than happy to, to do stuff with you. And I think that one of the issues that people are like, oh, but it's not going to be big. Like, what's the point of doing it if I'm not really making a difference? But in actuality, like you're making a difference for like, let's say three people that are that are doing stuff with you. You're making a difference to yourself. Um, and I think that you should be recognized regardless. I love that. You know, if you, you know, if you can't find an opportunity, go ahead and, and make it happen yourself. That's amazing. I mean, thank you so much for everything that you're doing. And if people want to get involved in the work that you're doing, um, can they reach out you on, on the website or, or what are some ways people can get in touch with your work? Yeah, absolutely. So we do have a website, um, which is wonderful. Um, if people are interested, we have an email account called southwestpan at gmail.com. Um, so that's a really easy way to reach us. We're on social media, specifically Instagram. Um, so yeah, I think that that's, like I said, people, myself included, um, but a lot of organizations are trying to be very accessible. Um, and right now it's really nice because we're all virtual. So we have ample time to, you know, be on our computers, be on our phones, um, which, you know, isn't always good, but at least in this case, there, there are some positives. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank you so much for everything that you're doing and for, and for joining us. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you.